Did it, is it recording? <gasps> I Ooh. think it's recording. Look at that. It's, it's hitting the second button. All right. I'm going to do the, the thing. Right? I just hit the button and we start the music. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, we never practiced that outro. No, we did not. <laughs> let's just let's just wing it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Flapping, Flapping and, and Fawning. Hey, okay, that was pretty good for our first time. Yeah. I live. Okay, the wine is poured. The headsets are on. The microphones are to our lips. And we're right ready to close. flap our gums with you all. How are you doing today, Fawn? I almost called you Flapjack. Um, <laughs> you're <laughs> Flapjack. I'm Fawn. Who, me? Uh, Where? <laughs> what? <laughs> Look over there. How you doing today, Fawn? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? You know, I'm walking on sunshine and heels, obviously, because we're in full drag for this event. Always. Um, yes. Um, today, we are going to be just taking a moment to introduce ourselves as hosts and get to know each other a little bit better as we um going on this journey of flapping and fawning together. Oh, yeah. So, Fawn, like, why don't you just start? Tell us about your drag, how you got started into the thing, and what you want to do with this podcast. Um, so, I'm Fawn. Um, I am a non-binary entertainer. I have formerly was, like, just a drag queen. But as of recent years, have leaned a little more heavily in towards the non-binary side of things. Um, mustached drag entertainer that has, like, I don't know. I just like fucking with gender. Let's be real. Hey. Um, but it's one of those things. Drag has always been something that I like have loved since I was like 18. Yeah. And I first got introduced to RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. So am, Drag Race was the start. I am for that you. cliche. Uh, yes. I mean, same. But I think um, it, I think it, it comes with our age. It too. was season five was airing. Oh, season five was when you started. Yeah. Is when I started watching Drag Race. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, when I started drag. When did you start versus when did you, how long like before the, the when the, your cherry was popped when it came to drag in this world? When um, did you start? Twenty fifteen is when I started playing with makeup. Mm. And when I first stepped outside, I was a Halloween drag baby. Ah, it was the first one time I ever stepped in public in drag. <laughs> I was Corella DeVille. <laughs> Work. A classic. Yeah. And my boyfriend at the time um, was a Dalmatian. So we had this like cute little Corella and the Dalmatian gig going on. And we won like second or third place at a costume contest. 175 bucks. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Where was where was your costume contest? Owls. Owls. Oh. Okay, it is so funny. I thought it was going to be the quest because as you also learned, that was my uh, first time in drag as well. And... I got second place in the costume contest. But before we get into all of me. So I, one thing I'm curious about, Fawn, I, I, you said you're a drag artist, not a drag queen. So yes. what are your pronouns in drag and out of drag? Um, so in drag, I use she, they. Um, okay. Because I am largely more femme presenting. Um, just because I do the typical, you pad, you tuck, um, more feminine face. Um, even though I do have a mustache because guess what? Women can have mustaches. Some of the most beautiful women in the world have ginormous mustaches. <laughs> oh, I guess Hollywood's making an appearance on this podcast. We don't know her. 
Um, if you know, you know. But yeah. So, and out of drag, I go by they, them. Nice, nice. I, I go by she, her in drag. Um, and I, I consider myself a drag queen. Like, I think drag artist also um, yeah. is like a, a, an umbrella term, really, for just drag in general. But for me, drag queen, I think, is the most accurate. And I use she, her. But then out of drag, I use he, she, and they. Um, so I still, in a way, consider myself a non-binary drag artist, but primarily yeah. a drag queen. I mean, you still get to have fun and play with gender. Exactly. So. I, we're just doing the damn thing. So, okay, so you said that you started, what year was it? You were, it was, you were Cruella de Vil. 2015. 2015, okay. The next time that I stepped out in drag, you want to hear another cliche? Oh, please. It was Pride. Ah. That was the first time I ever stepped out as Fawn. <laughs> you trotted out, out of yeah. the woods. In wait, an wait. outfit that I made myself, though. Nice. The first time I ever stepped out as Fawn, I made that entire garment. It was a bodysuit, some leggings, and a little skirt. But the skirt I wore as a top because the bodysuit was cut so low that my cleavage was showing, a.k.a. my boobs, my little, <laughs> what was I using at the time? Birdseed? No. Yeah, I was using birdseed when I started. That, How organic. Yeah, right? <laughs> the environment, right? Just don't sweat too much. Because A sustainable artist. If you sweat too much, then you're just going to start growing things in the bird seat. Wow. Because you're a grower, not a shower. Exactly. I love that. So when you, when you first, perf- or I guess, were you performing at Pride or were you just going um, out? I was going out to tip around. Mm. My actual first performance was, so that was the Pride. It was a big Pride like memorable pride because that was around the time of pulse 2016 yeah um so that was like kind of a big deal and like they acknowledged it at pride fest like i'm there in full drag for the first time and i'm also getting all this attention that i never got in my life (laughs) and i'm like oh i kind of like this um but my very first performance, and it's something that will stick with me as long as I do drag. My very first performance that I ever did was at a benefit show to raise money for Pulse. Oh, wow. That's so special. What a like wonderful way. And I feel like that's such a supportive environment to, to go into rather than... I, like mine, that was a competition, you know? And so there's a certain oh, yeah. cattiness that can come with that. But I feel like with it's benefit. I have been like very fortunate throughout my career... Can I say career? I've been doing it long enough. I guess I can. You absolutely Um, can. I've been very fortunate because um, my very first time on stage was doing a benefit for Pulse um, at a bar that I later got a cast position at years, years down the road. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I just burped. (laughs) I tried to be sly. I muted it because I'm a, a what? A professional podcast what a podcast dress yes i don't know anyways i was just caught off guard before i rudely burped (laughs) (laughs) um but i ended up uh, my brain you were talking about uh the pulse oh yeah um, yeah fundraiser show so it was like one of those things i was very blessed for that to have been like my first experience in drag like performing on a stage um, I can still tell you the song. I actually made a mix out of it. It was a really badly made mix, but I still stand by the concept and I probably need to redo it now that I'm like um, seasoned. Yeah. Um, why can I not think of words today? 
But it was Masterpiece <laughs> by Jessie J. Work. Um, because I was like, it's my first time on stage. I'm a baby queen and I'm like working on getting better. Um, so I was like trying to be like thoughtful, which like now that still applies to my drag because I'm always trying to one up myself. Um, sure. But I mixed in because even back then, my very first performance was a little campy. Hey. Um, I mixed in some of Melissa McCarthy nice. from Bridesmaids. I love. Where she's like, I fell <laughs> off a cruise ship. <laughs> I kind of ping pong down. Oh, my God. I, I, saw an, love her. I saw a dolphin down there, Annie. I also have some Melissa McCarthy in a few of my mixes, um, mostly from Tammy, the bank robber scene, or not the bank robber, when she robbed the Tapper Jacks. It's one of my favorite. I, I think Melissa McCarthy is probably one of my favorite actresses. Anyways, you were saying. Um, but yeah, so that was, and then after that, when I was starting, because there is a few years between us, not a ton, yeah. but there is a few, enough to make it a huge difference in what our experiences were starting. I had just open stage mm. every single weekend. Not weekend. It was on Thursdays at 9 o'clock, which is, to me, the ideal time for an open stage. Yeah, same. Um, But I was able to do that every week, and it wasn't a competition. Whenever it was a competition, you signed up for that competition, which I did. I signed up for a competition as a baby queen, which is she Sharon Cox, um, one of our local entertainers who we did reindeer monologues with. Yes. Um, she hosted Clash of Drags, and I was a, one of the girls in the very first one, which is why I have my email, which is why my email has an S in it, because I was drinking wine while making that email <laughs> to submit my video for Clash of Drags. So I love that so much. And, you know, I, I think that, the competitions that used to happen, especially when I was, I was still watching drag at that time. Um, cause I did not start until the very, like literally the last week of 2019. So I, I guess technically I'm a 2020, uh, drag baby. I was getting to see all these competitions and things that were happening. And I really missed that. You know, there's a lot of open stages that happen and in a way they're competitions, but it's more about audience applause. And so I think it's more about who, you know, and for me, what I loved about just having a straight-up open stage that's not a competition, it gives more freedom for the girls that want to come out just because they want to do drag. Yeah. If they True. just want to do drag and grow their art, I say girls, I shouldn't say girls, I should just say entertainers. Um, but for the entertainers that just want to grow, because that's what we did. We we enjoyed that it wasn't a competition when we were starting because we just got to yeah. hone our craft. And eventually, like, it just became commonplace for every single week at any venue that was having an open stage. It was a competition. And it's different when you're signing up for a competition, but it's also sure. different when you're just doing a competition every week. It kind of can take the fun out of it. Yeah. Because um, I know plenty of people that said... I'm too intimidated to do it as a competition because it kind of takes the fun out of it because I just want to go and perform. Totally. That makes sense. Because, I mean, think about it. When we do shows, we're not doing shows to compete. We're yeah. there to entertain and have fun. So how long was it from you doing your first open stage? No, no, no. From doing that benefit show um, till you had your first, like, gig? Um, it depends on if you... 
count like me tip spotting as a gig. Yeah, I count both. Um, not very long. Oh, okay. Um, because this is which. Oh, I feel like we need to bleep that name out. Um, the bar that I was doing this um, benefit show at was where I like started. And that's really like where I became who I am as a drag artist. Um, and so obviously also my at the time drag mother um, was the show director. So it was like a very easy end just to like yeah. get my feet wet with tip spots. Also, she was always really great about um, showcasing the local talent that was coming to open stages and doing all that. I mean, even before we had the open stage, she was really good about like giving us tip spots. And it wasn't just her children. Shout out to Receive Cox there for that because she did a really good job with that. Um, but yeah, it was such an incredible experience. However, I didn't get my first booking until I won the bar title of that bar. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So like, like through a pageant. Yeah. Gotcha. The only pageant I've ever won. I've competed in. I don't want to say how many, because that requires me counting. I've done four and I've won three. (laughs) Well, not all of us are that blessed. Um, I have a <laughs> curse of coming in, uh, second runner up, not even first, second runner up, but it's always great competition and I always just have fun creating for pageants. Yeah. I just like making evening wear, enjoy making evening wear. So you're a seamstress. Yeah. I love it. So I, I love that you had, um, that opportunity to start out with that benefit. I wish that my, my beginnings were, uh, in the same way, but, um, one thing that was very similar about mine and your journey was I was also a bit of a Halloween baby. Um, I had been playing around with the idea of doing drag for, so what was it? Oh yeah. Well, Okay, I um my partner and I went as Grace and Frankie. Oh my God! Halloween. Yes, yes, <laughs> and we we wait. Who was who? Oh well, so I was um hold on, I was Frankie and Danny was Grace. Oh, I love that. And if you know Danny, who is also known as Bon Bon, who made the art for our stuff, is very talented. Shout she out makes to Bon ways. Bon. Yes, you know everyone knows that she is very poised. She is very pristine and. She would carry a martini around. She had her little pink suit number. I could see, I could see this pairing. Yes, but the the funny thing was for her wig. You know, if you've seen Grace and Frankie, Grace, uh, who's played by Jane Fonda, has this um, this overcut blonde hair, and we just got a Hillary Clinton wig (laughs) instead of like styling a wig for it. And so everyone thought that we were Hillary Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. But that was actually hosted that year. It was in 2019. It was hosted by someone who would eventually become my drag mother. So are you, you know, Mariah Taylor, right? Of course I know Mariah. Yes. My dear sweet mother. She is one of the daughters of Trinity the Tech. And um, Mariah just kept after that. She was in charge of the baddest bitch competition, which was an open stage at the quest club. Um, It still is running. And she just kept, Messaging me on Facebook every single week, wanting me to come do what Baddest year Bitch. was it that you said it was 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. And then 
I did not actually start, I did not actually do it until 2020, or I'm sorry, until the last week of 2019. So I was basically a 2020 baby. And the reason was I'd had, unfortunately, a bit of a fight with my family um, about bringing Danny, who was my partner, to, um, to like, uh, family holidays and a a really wonderful mentor to me just encouraged us to find our own traditions and to find a way to spend time together that would make permanent memories. And so we were like, well, what better way to um, make memories than to throw on a wig and heels and go to the baddest bitch competition. Honestly, iconic. Right. And my first number, um, well, I had two, the one I had been preparing for about a year to start doing drag and I had found this 1920s. That's what I did. Oh, work you know great minds think alike i had found this fabulous 1920s flapper dress um that i got a flapper dress oh yeah you i was very inspired and i did um uh, a little party ain't gonna kill nobody you know and well that was my second number my first number i made this mix and i had found this red candy stripe dress and it was very vintage, and that is something that has still influenced me to this day. I think a lot of my um, drag is, it's very campy, but it always comes with a very vintage twist. And that- A it, period queen. I, I am a period queen. She's very runny. Uh, <laughs> and um, I did a mix of uh, uh, Mar- Homewrecker by Marina and the Diamonds. And You just won my heart. <laughs> And then I would take off the red dress and I was just wearing lingerie and I did this song called Money by Caroline Rose, um, who is one of my favorite artists. And I would just become this crazy lunatic woman who wrecked someone's home for the money. Let me tell you, the amount of times that I would perform something from the Electra Heart album. That's very gay. Yeah. (laughs) There was a very strong period of time that I was often doing some marina specifically electra heart album. yes it well, people w- i performed that at um the bar you mentioned earlier yeah. as well and there was this girl who came up and was like there's this other entertainer who performs that and it always makes me cry i think it was prob <laughs> it was probably she was probably talking about me because i was she on cast at that part at she that point must have been because well that was actually you and i worked together yeah at one of my first tip spots yeah um because i also reached out to reese and i got a tip spot at um at that bar and that was one of the best experiences ever because i had always wanted to work with sharon you had been s- someone that i had seen on social media all the time i really wanted to get to I know get flattered when people say shit like that i'm like i don't i don't i don't think of myself as like some like hoity-toity somebody people are looking up to like I just think of myself just out here existing. I mean, well, you do amazing things, Fawn. I mean, I remember from that yeah, I l- show, too. Like, you had I painted your... You'd done all your contour in this rainbow contour. And I, I, I still tell you about it every time I see you. But I need to redo that face, like, with my current face. It because was that was also, like, beginning of the stash era. Yeah. That was the very beginning of the stash era. and Which I, is my favorite era. But it's my I, intentional flop era. I do have some tea. Because that night... I thought you hated me. Dun, dun, dun. We need to get a soundboard. Yeah. I mean, like, I get that a lot. Well, a lot of people (laughs) think that I'm mean or a bitch. And it's really just like, I am either not expressive at all or I am the most expressive. And there is zero in between. Well, okay. What happened was, (laughs) I, okay, whenever I would get in drag, um, 
especially in the early days, I did not look good. I, I looked very, very bad. I mean, nobody does when they start. But I thought, I was like, girl, she's just got off drag race. Like, I mean, <laughs> as every baby queen does. <laughs> well, Danny uh, Danny was also with me. He was basically my dresser for every show. I remember show. Danny being there. I also yeah. remember another show that you were there for, but I'm going to let you finish this story. Well, it was probably the... It might have been that stage. show. I don't know, but I'll let you finish this story. Yeah. Well, anyways, we had we got there. Fong comes in. We had set up our or I'd set up my station, and Danny was like with me backstage because he was going to be my dresser because I was not capable of putting on my dresses back then. And um, Fawn asked me, "Is this your first time performing?" <laughs> and then Fawn left to get a drink, and Danny was like, "Wow, what a bitch." <laughs> I just, I don't think I had seen you before. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it any shade. Look, uh, Flap is out here just trying to pull a blue hydrangea to Moni, to Mohart over here. <laughs> like just, she made this whole podcast just to call me out. Um, I did. <laughs> I did. This is this is actually Flapjack's um, accusatory podcast. <laughs> a special guest each week. A special guest each week. I, I'm going to just beef with um i i certainly didn't mean anything (laughs) by it i think it was one of those things of like i hadn't seen you before and i was like fairly regular either hosting out of drag or going to open stage yeah um at that same bar at that same bar well i had actually I'd only done the open stage there once. And so it must've just been an off week. Yeah. And Cause then, there were times that I did miss. Yeah. I, I think that, um, I think it was our first time meeting and obviously I'm over it now. I mean, right. <laughs> you think is this your first day? <laughs> is this, is my this first your day? first time recording a podcast? It, um, it's actually my second time oh. but with this nice professional equipment. Yes. It is my first time. Um, well anyways, Oh my God. I'm sorry. I feel like we got off topic. Where was I? Oh yes. And then, I became a rich and famous drag queen, and here I am now. Um, that's a lie. I, I so Mariah became my drag mom um, a few months after I did um, the Baddest Bitch contest at um, Quest, and she just really took me under her wing, and we were able to have lots of conversations. She was wonderful for bouncing ideas with um, for for early concepts, and someone else who was really great for that was my partner Danny. I think that Danny was just as much of a drag mother to me as um, my we actual drag a supportive. Mom is. We stay in a supportive partner. He really is the best. He does so much for me. Like, if you look at my Instagram, he does all of my photos. He does all of my wigs. If you need a new hat, please reach out to him. Um, You know I will be because I have some things oh, yes. that I'm planning on doing next year. You're cooking up something? Oh, yeah. Oh Well, I'm, I'm so glad oh, you yeah. said that because what are some of your drag goals, Fawn? Um, so, ever since I, like, started drag, um the very first national prelim like national system that i ever saw this is probably going to be another cliche because it was a video it was nina west for eoy and creative evening wear which like Mm. at this point is well known like to the masses because of drag race but, I mean, that's how I found out about yeah. it, honestly. Um, but I knew about it like when I was like starting drag and I was like looking up drag pageantry and trying to figure all that out before I ever did my first pageant. Um, and I still kind of want to do EOI. <gasps> Ooh. Um, 
And it's one of those things. Our current reigning national entertainer of the year, Paris Campbell, hey. um, who is originally from Birmingham. And Friend of the pod. Yeah. And I perform with her every month at brunch. Um, that is a good show. I got to do that last month show. and it was amazing. Oh like God. it's hands down my favorite show that I've ever done. And I will tell that to anyone at any time. Anytime I get the chance. And not just to, and, and so this we're talking about Carissa Stardome brunch. Yes. Wait, it's Karis Drag Brunch All Stars. Yes. And it at, the at the Stardome. Yes. And I not only did, I'm not talking just to perform at it's not one of my it, like I loved performing at it, but I also got to go the month before just to spectate. And it is a spectacular show. It's an event. I, I, easily one of the best in Birmingham. It's an event. Anyways, yes, as you were saying about Paris. Um, but she is the current reigning national entertainer of the year. Um and she was like trying to recruit people and I was like, mm, this year's not my year. I've told people many a times that I'm not competing in anything whatsoever, not putting my hat into any ring to compete in anything this year because I'm taking this year for me um, because I just want to make art yeah, how I want to make art and enjoy making art. And you do you, boo-boo. Rather than the pressure of competing. But I also did raise concerns of like the mustache and she was like very like affirming of like, no, I think you'd be fine. So I love that. That's something that I'll eventually be throwing my hat back and not back into because I haven't done EOI, (laughs) but I'll be throwing my hat back into the pageantry ring. Um, Also, I'm coming for your title next year. (gasps) (laughs) Um, When you're because I mean, Got to keep the title in the pod family, right? Th- that's what I'm talking about. I would love that. But there's also lots of people who... I, I just want to have a huge turnout for it every single right. year. And just so you all know, listeners, if you don't know what Fauna's talking about, um, I am the current reigning first ever mix Central Alabama Pride, and that's MX, so with an X to represent non-binary folks in our community, um, which I'm so excited to get to do in lots of different ways, one of those ways being through this podcast. I already know what I'm doing. I... I knew what I was going to do like three months ago, Work. at least, at least. The pageant was just um, a month ago. You should have done it. Uh-huh. Money. <laughs> Money and time. Um, because I really do need to start planning now. Um, so that's like another goal. Also, like, of course, who wouldn't want to be on a television show? We, we are fortunate in the yeah. day and age that we're in to have so many different drag shows like on television don't miss me on queen of the universe because the bitch can't sing (laughs) um unless they start doing it like american idol where they have people come in just to intentionally be terrible yes i will be one of those (gasps) i want to just audition for it and like have and be at one of the casting calls you know and that would be amazing i remember so many of those people from the american idol ones like i don't even remember people who won i just remember the people who auditioned there's like a handful of people that i remember from the show that actually like have made it yeah it's just a handful but then you have like do you know how many times i'm like pants on the ground pants (laughs) on the ground (laughs) oh god that took me back to middle school right Well, um, Fawn, I, I love that you mentioned the various TV shows. There's so many yeah. of those, and I, I I can't get enough of them. Like, do you have anyone who has really inspired you from those uh, shows? So many. Um, so I'll go by show. Okay. 
Um, when I so we're gonna start with Drag Race because that's most well known, most prominent. Um, the very first queen to inspire me, I mentioned earlier, season five was my first season. I might get some hate for this, but Roxy. Oh, yeah, we love Roxy. Yeah. Oh my god, I got to. I people got booked. People it, are like, she's such a villain, and I'm like, but she does good drag. She does amazing drag, and I got to. Okay, like this have, is not that big of a deal, but I got booked at a show in Orlando at her home bar, and I actually got to like paint in her station, and I was like, oh my god, and there were like pictures of Roxy Andrews everywhere. That was so cool. She's I'm, also someone who my my drag mom Mariah loves. I like, she's got a special place in my heart, and always will. Um, but other than that, from Drag Race, definitely some of the more quirky queens, like the Milks. Also, like more recent, Got Mick is mm. one of my like, yes, ma'am. Um, the Bobs, the yeah. Kim Cheese. Kim Chi is really what was like for me. I was like, no, I have to be good at makeup. Yes, because so I was like, Kim Chi is so good at makeup that makes me want to step my makeup game mm-hmm. up. Um, so those are some of my like big ones. Obviously I love any of the quirky ones like crystal method. Fave. Uh, love, love, love. Um, and then when it comes to Dragula, my number one, actually my top two, I'll give you my top two. Um, Dolly. Ooh. Okay. Um, because also just kind of like non-binary goals. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Their drag is so creative. Um, Also, incredibly nice in person. Mm. Because I got to meet... Oh, yeah, you got to work with them, I got to meet Milk and Dolly at the same show in Atlanta. Um, You can peep those pictures on my Instagram. Um, (laughs) But they're both... Like, Dolly is so sweet. Another one that I... Actually, I changed that. I'm going to do top three. Um, And all three are people that I've met. Um, but Priscilla <laughs> Chambers, uh, who I actually oh, met yeah. before Tons cast was announced for Dragula season three. She was season three. Yes. Yeah. Um, Priscilla's so fucking stunning. Oh, and like, really anytime I see her drag, I'm just like. Yes. Give I have never more. met her in person, but I She's am She's so sweet. I've met her twice. Oh, yeah. She lives in Asheville, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be um, going up there in a couple of weeks, actually, now. Yeah, I've got some gigs up there. I'm really, really pumped. So I don't I don't know that I'll Put get to meet her, but me. I'm hoping to... Oh, yeah. I totally will. Give me some are business you, cards. Who are you? Uh, is that Ida? Yes. Are you going to see Ida up yeah, there? Yeah, I'll be okay. working with Ida. I figured. Um, What bar is it? Let's go ahead and give a pre if you can um, say. If you I, can't say I think I'm allowed to say, but I can't remember. <laughs> I, I think it's the auditorium, probably. Oh, if I it's the Ida. odd, then you very might well see Priscilla, whether Work. she's in drag or out of drag. Okay. Lit. I, I also need Priscilla. Kate, if you listen to this, I hope you do, Priscilla. Oh, she does. Um Worldwide. I podcast. am still going to need a tattoo from you. Preferably a Pokemon one. <laughs> so um yeah um my other dragula girl is absolutely hands down abora Mm. so fucking yeah that's she's also another one that's like insanely talented and insanely nice 
um, because I've also met her twice. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to move on to Camp Juan and Kiki. One of my uh, favorites. It's hard to choose. But I can tell you. I feel you. like everyone from that show is just, they're just such talented entertainers. There's one entertainer specifically that I have like followed before she ever got on the show that like I like she has been a headliner for Cap here Central Alabama Pride here in Alabama. Geneva Convention Work is hard. like I love, 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 love her drag so much. Um as well as Diana Fire is mm-hmm. another one. I I Give me some facial hair drag, and I am down. Hey. I am down for facial hair drag. I like to see the representation. So, also, shout out also on season two with Diana, Claire, apparently. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Claire and Carly. So phenomenal. And Carly. Yeah, I, I, Carly, Carly sometimes does that mustache these days, and yeah. I am I am just enthralled every time. I have gone back and watched season two recently, and I'm just... Every time I see Carly, it's I'm like, wow, cast. under it is an it's an amazing it's cast. Such a but good I, I, cast. with Carly, I specifically feel like, wow, underrated, you know. Absolutely. Like and, and I follow her on a lot of um, different socials as well and she just really 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 impresses me every time she does something. Every single yeah. time. So who are your some of uh, my drag inspiration? Ah. <laughs> um, so for me, I the first time that I ever thought that I could do drag was I was watching with an ex of mine. Now um, we were watching the snatch game from season four and I'm trying to remember who was even on. That, um, that would be Sharon or queen that we don't talk about anymore. That one Did that she season. Win season four. Yeah. Was Michelle Visage. Um, Willem was Jessica Simpson, which was hilarious. Um, Latrice was was she Aretha Franklin? Um, Jeremy Carey, the artist formerly known as Fifi O'Hara, was Lady Gaga. Um, Interesting. I, maybe Jiggly, it wasn't that one. Because that was, like that one was a terrible ones, right? one. I think that... It was chaos. I, maybe, I loved every second of it, but it was <laughs> terrible. I think maybe my ex showed me um, Pandora Box as Carol Channing like the very first time. And... We I were think that was season that was season two, right? Who was on that? Yeah, because that was also where Tatiana did Britney, correct? Yes, yes. And and then, as yeah, we that's were the very that, first one. They they were the first person to ever look at me and be like, You realize that you would be capable of doing something something like this, right? Oh, the and person that I dated when I was that introduced me to drag yeah. race, when I said I wanted to do drag, they said, You couldn't do that. <laughs> they said you don't have the body for it i said look at alaska what? she's got the same body as i do and she pads d- d- and also I mean, that was back in like 2012 13 um so like the body what back when skinny people couldn't do drag i mean it was more of like <laughs> when like body was important for drag I but i mean also padding was still a thing back then yeah. but it was like one of those things not like nowadays whenever we embrace all body types and drag more than we right. did back then. I oh my god, that's that's so shocking to it me was, to hear. It was fucking wild. Yeah, I mean anyone, I mean anyone can do drag, and I feel like that's something that is like very well known now. But it's one of those things. It's, it's one of those random things that I bet even he doesn't remember, but I remember. Yeah, I mean you. It's totally, one of those like rant. There's certain little things like that that just stick with you. 
The thing is, though, like, you do have the body for drag. Like, mm. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know, not to just, like, know. talk about all your physical attributes, but you're tall, you're skinny, you're blonde, you're I'm rich. rich. You're I'm a, a, a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that, yeah, that's, that's such a weird comment. Anyways, yeah, so, like, Pandora Box, pretty much any comedy queen. I love them. Ginger Minj, she's a former Miss Comedy Queen. I absolutely love her. Um, another com- uh, Miss Comedy Queen who was on the show was Tina Burner. She's someone. She's who I love. the one that just gave up her title, just, correct? Yes, the longest running Miss Comedy Queen of all time during the corona. pandemic. And my, 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 my that, um, corona. I would say that's one of my goals as well, like being uh, a, a Miss Comedy Queen. I that think would be a very like that would if I was going to do any other national pageant yeah. system other than EOI, it would be Comedy Queen. I think, yeah, because it certainly. No shade. I wouldn't do bearded empress because I've been asked that a lot. Um, only because you have to have a beard for the entirety of your reign. Mm. I don't want a beard. I'm a mustache. Just a mustachioed person. Yeah. Well, maybe someday the the beard will grow on you. Mm. Like fungus. I want it laser hair. I want like laser hair removal on my beard area because I get ingrown hairs. Oh, well. That seems annoying. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a problem. Oh, anyways, the drag inspirations. I, so I would say any comedy queen. I think Sasha Velour was the first person to drag me to pull me into Drag Race, um, just with the iconic finale. Um, so I'm also very attracted to those super artsy queens. If you see my makeup, there's a lot of color in it, and it Same. comes from that. Um, Gottmik is another favorite. Crystal Method I fell in love with. I also really love Gigi Good. I love the fact that she can combine fashion so well with camp in a lot of aspects. I, l- I love that about her. Um, and and she's funny. I love that too. But when it comes to Dragula, I don't know. I've, I met Louisiana Purchase at a viewing party for Drag Race in, when I lived in Austin, Texas. And then as I was driving home from Birmingham, they or from Austin to Birmingham, they announced the cast for Dragula. And I was looking through and I was like, oh my God, that's that queen who hosted this show. That is so cool. Um, and then from Camp Wanakiki, literally just all of the above, everyone from that show is so funny to me. I mean, Miss K- Kitty Litter ATX is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, I booked her on my um, virtual show that I had during the pandemic, Flapjack's Flavor of the Month, which was like a virtual open stage since so many bars were closed down. I started doing that for um, uh, up-and-coming entertainers since so many bars were closed so they could have a chance to perform. Um, but Miss Kitty Litter was like at the top of my list. Oh, oh my God, I want to book her for this. And I was so excited to have her. Um, but another person who I follow really closely is Coco Jim Holiday from season two. Yeah. Um, and I follow i listen to her podcast and i she's just someone who i really look up to and respect um who was also on camp wanakiki you brought up dracula and that made me remember multiple that i had forgotten who because season four of dracula had so many people that i was like yes oh yeah season four um, was like was because bad. saint saint i don't need to say anything else other than just saint mm. um but saying is just so fucking good. But also from season four, call me basic. Jade Jolie. Jade was somebody that I followed yeah. whenever I was going through my I want to be a Taylor Swift impersonator phase. <laughs> um, so Jade was somebody that I followed very closely. Um, and at that time, she was also still doing. I forgot what the competition was called. But it was at play in Louisville. She was hosting her like 
monster oh. competition. So she was turning out spooky looks and doing Taylor. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that were surprised when she got cast. And I was like, no, she's been doing this a minute. She done been doing this. Um, I was one of those people who was, who was um, surprised. Yeah, I, I was not. Bitches. I fully was I not. That she was doing the show at play. Um, That's so cool, though. Because it was one of those things. She was like hosting the show and judging. But she was fully up getting in looks for it. Yeah. And like doing this ooky spooky baba dookie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the other one that like I followed this queen for so damn long. One of my friends that no longer does drag, Milky Juicy. Yes. Um, that we started our open stage journey together. Her and Angel Face and Saliva Godiva and I. So shout out to them. We're we all started together. Um, Milky is the one that introduced me to Sigourney. So I've been following Sigourney for just about the whole time that I've been doing When you drag. say introduced, like have you met Sigourney? No. Or? Oh, oh okay. I wish. <gasps> Wait. Okay. But we follow each other on socials. Do you follow America Powers from yes. Kiki? Of course. On social media. Okay. If you like all while Dragula season four was coming out. Yeah. She was posting how she made the wigs for Sigourney. I know. <gasps> and I was just like, wow. Oh, Come I on. I just love Fanta. Sigourney. Also shout out to Sigourney's um, partner. Mick is an incredible king. I am not familiar with that. Yeah. I was already familiar with him just because like when I follow somebody and I see them posting with their like partner that also does drag, I'm like, Ooh, let me get obsessed with that too. <laughs> um, we love a crossover. Yeah. Cause also I'm like, if I ever get to the point that I just am not just fully in love with drag. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I'm critical of drag because I have been doing drag for so long. Um, but I still find enjoyment. And I'm, you can be critical, but still enjoy. So like a lot of times I might nitpick things, but overall I'm still enjoying it. And if I ever get to the point that I don't just love drag, it's time for me to quit. Amen. And honestly, the, I feel like your critical eye is like one of the reasons I was so excited to start this podcast journey with you. Um, and, and like, I just think it's so awesome that you and I are getting to start this together, especially as two non-binary drag artists. I think that our perspective is unique, um, but we also are going to get to do lots of great things like bringing on different folks to talk with about their perspective on drag and um, just to grow what our perspective is um, in, in the drag world and just viewing life through a queer lens. Right. Um, so what are some of the, the goals that you have for this podcast? What are things that you want to do? So obviously we're going to start with like reviewing drag race. Yes. We're going to do all star seven. Yes. All winners. It's going to be a good season. Um, so that's going to get us a really good footing for how this is going to work. Yeah, I think so. Um, but when we really start getting to like the meat and potatoes of the podcast, I really am looking forward to having just like a queer look on things and having a representation for queer people in podcast form. That is something that's going to be a little more relatable. That is not, Oh, it's two drag race Queens having a podcast, nothing Mm -hmm. against any drag race Queens with podcasts. I listen to them. Same. Um, they're fantastic. Go subscribe to them after you subscribe to us. Us first, please. Yes, please. Um, but <sighs> filler words. <laughs> uh, 
Well, no, I mean, I, I think those are some awesome. Um, and it's one of those things that... with my drag. I really want my drag to be a expression of queer art and celebrate queerness and celebrate yeah. queer people. And I guess that's kind of like where I want the pod to go in a way as well. Totally. I love that you have so many goals because honestly, I don't have any at all. I'm just excited <laughs> that we're doing the thing. I mean, my goal is that we will release an episode every week. Flapjack um, said my goal was to call you out and I've already <laughs> checked that yes. box. It was to start beef every single week. That is my goal. Um, well, but no, I do want to interview some folks. I, I think there's a lot of really amazing creative minds oh, absolutely. in the drag world, people who are absolutely changing the game of drag. I also want to get to know people who were the... Um, those who paved the way for us yeah. to be able to do the super weird stuff that we do. Hopefully like maybe there, there are some pageant Queens out there that we can talk with that, um, you know, so we can appreciate the art form that we're not necessarily as involved with even more. Uh, I would love to do that. Um, and I also love to explore queer history. So uh, oh, that would be really fun. That would yeah. be a cute segment. It would. Oh yeah. Let's do some like queer history. Yeah. Um, I got actually got to do this project as part of my grad school. I worked with the invisible histories project. Are you familiar with what that is? I think you've told me a little bit about it. Yes. So it's a organization. It's like a nonprofit that um, documents queer history across the Southeast because those stories are so frequently erased. They document those stories. And I got to document a lot of the stories that came out of colleges in the city of Birmingham. So I worked with Birmingham Southern, UAB, um, that's the University of Alabama at Birmingham, um, Miles College, <laughs> Blazon, and um, Sanford University. And, and I talked to alumni from those schools, current students, and uh, was able to gather various stories and it's all part of an exhibit that's called magic city memories. Um, so long story short, I think we could talk to them. I think that'd be a really cool way to incorporate a little bit of drag queer history into oh, that would be fantastic. I know <gasps> what an idea. Okay. Someone needs to write that down. Oh my God. Oh my, well, I'll write look that at down. the time. I, I think that, um, that's, the pod i think it is yes well thank you so much for listening to flapping, flapping and fawning okay, we're already pretty good at that i'm proud of us right music by elliot nass uh the promotional art was by danny lee hosts are flapjack and fawn you can catch me on instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn and you can catch me on just about all platforms um, but particularly instagram at Flap J Quellen, F L A P J A C Q U E L I N E. Connect with us as the podcast at on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod, on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod, and on through email at Flapping and Fawning Pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye.